Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Glad to have you. Looking forward to exploring a little bit more about the life of Martin Luther today as we celebrate Reformation Week. Uh, that began back on the on Sunday the thirty first. Yes, yeah, Sunday the thirty first, and we've been looking at what brought uh, the Martin Luther, the servant of the Lord, to come to a point in his life where it radically changed him. In fact, the Bible verse for today is John chapter eight and verse thirty two, where the Bible says, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." That's exactly what happened to Martin Luther. He was one of those, even of his day, that was so predominant, one of those people that rammed this treadmill of good works and self-effort in order to uh, to be appealing to God in somehow or get his approval. And he found that he could never do that enough. It always seemed like he fell short. Uh, and so Martin Luther's life, he, he kept looking, trying to find this peace in his life, this peace with God and a sense of assurance and rest for his troubled spirit that just seemed to nag at him that something was just not right. And no matter how hard he tried to be good and obedient to the commands of God and the church that he belonged to, no matter how hard he strived to do so, every everything that he did... Uh, everything that he thought he was supposed to do, he realized, in spite of all of that, he was still a sinner. Maybe that was your experience. I don't know who is listening to this, but I know I have met many people in the course of my ministry that that lived that kind of life and just could not find that peace. And since God promised to punish sinners, as what Martin Luther was taught, he could only see himself as condemned before God, and he could never shake that sense of condemnation uh, that uh, that he suffered from every day. He actually reasoned. He said, God is holy and just. I am a poor, miserable sinner, no matter how hard I try. How can a holy God possibly love a sinner like me? That was his thinking. And in spite of doing everything the church said a person should do to win the mercy and love and the forgiveness of God, for Luther, it was all to no avail. In fact, I've been speaking with some people lately, even in this time that I'm recording this, who were raised in a certain mindset or in a certain religion in which they were told that they had to perform for God and that if they didn't perform correctly, then they would not be accepted by Him. And we're reminded that the Bible tells us that it's not the works of righteousness which we have done, but it's by His own grace that He saves us as we come and humbly submit to Him. You know, I suppose that Luther was simply being more honest with himself than most people are today. Uh, you tend to uh, tend to belittle and minimize our sins. That's the that's the culture we live in, as if they make no difference to God, as if God doesn't even care. And Luther saw his sin for what it really was, that which separated him from God. Where do you stand on that today? How is your life lived in that, in that thought frame? Now, remember, throughout all of this personal struggle, when you read historically what Martin Luther was going through, uh, Luther was not a basket case. He was able to function uh, in his life and do the things that was required of him. Uh, he was not uh, wandering around, chewing his nails down to the quick and all uh, 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 going through great struggle in his in his uh, personal life. On the contrary, uh, 
he was literally developing a reputation for himself as being one of the budding spars, uh, stars of the uh, Roman Catholic Church. He was extremely intelligent. He was a gifted person. He was a great scholar. He was a professor at university. He was highly regarded and respected. But one day, when Luther was preparing for a series of lectures on, the, on Paul's letter to the Romans, he was reading and studying chapter 3, a portion of scripture that I read when we began the celebration of Reformation Day. He had read it many times before. In fact, he was, as I said, making a translation of the book of Romans into the German tongue, the tongue of his countrymen. But this time as he read it, his eyes were opened and the light came on and Luther describes it. He said, quote, it was as though the gates of heaven were opened to me. In Romans chapter 3, he read in verse 21, But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of, in other words, without the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed. In other words, that right, uh, that, that righteousness, that just, uh, just uh, made justified is what I'm looking for, uh, has been shown. Verse 23, he says, Since all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, they are now justified, meaning put right with God, by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. This was a staggering thought to Martin Luther as he read this. All of the effort and all of the struggle he had put in to observing rituals and ceremonies and, and, and prayers and, and uh, literally acts of penance where he would put himself in his room. He would read through the Psalms in this little cubicle he lived in and he would whip himself with a with a, uh, with a cat of nine tails on his back to, to try to pay his own price for his sin. Now he reads that I am made right with God by God's grace. It's a gift through Jesus Christ. Verse 28, he read, for we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from the works prescribed by the law. And that's when it dawned on him, the truth of John 8, 32. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Suddenly, Luther knew the truth of the gospel. Suddenly, he was set free. No more bondage to self-effort. No more bondage to the rules of the church. He was set free from trying to make himself worthy and acceptable before God. Something that he could never achieve for himself, no matter how hard he tried. He was free to simply rest in the grace and favor and love of God. Grace and forgiveness freely given because of what Christ accomplished on the cross of Calvary. So Luther rediscovered the gospel. That's what the Reformation time is all about. The good news of Christ. It had been there all along right in front of him. Uh, but it had been hidden, obscured, covered by centuries of misuse and tradition in the church. And the truth of that gospel is we are not saved. We are not put right with God by being good or obeying the law or going through all the outward rituals of religion or anything else that we try to do to make ourselves worthy before God. No, we are saved only by the love and grace of God freely and generously given through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. So salvation is a free gift. So there were several truths that came out of this Reformation, what became known as the Protestant Reformation because of the protesting about the false teaching of the church. 
One of them is in Latin, sola fide. The word sola fide means by faith alone is how a person is saved, not by their works. Another one is sola scriptura. The word sola scriptura refers to our faith in the only word of God, the only revelation of God. The only truth that we can know about God is found in the scriptures themselves. It's the final touchstone of right and wrong. Uh, Roman Catholicism teaches that the church fathers, and in particularly the popes, that when they speak ex cathedra, meaning from the chair, that their teaching is on the same level as scripture, even though many of popes have contradicted one another and taught and uh, given teachings that are entirely opposed to each other. That's why the only source of truth is in the word of God itself and no place else. Another sola or only that came out of the protestant reformation was sola gratia that means by grace alone that it is only the the goodness and out of the heart of the living god that we have uh, the forgiveness that we have today not only that solas christus means in christ alone the one that gives salvation is not the church I pastor Heritage Baptist Church, but nobody will ever get salvation by belonging to a church or a church's proclamation about your soul. The Bible teaches us that Christus, sola Christus, means in Christ alone. He is the one that has the words of life. He is the one that saves, and He alone. And then another one is sola Deo Gloria. For the glory of God alone. Uh, that's, where the, uh, that's where all of the praise and the honor should go. Unfortunately, there's many today who continue to struggle and wrestle with many of the same doubts and questions that Luther did so many years ago. And what was lacking, what was missing in Luther's life, and what he discovered in the Bible is that the source and assurance of salvation, the certainty of the love and grace of God through Jesus Christ, the pure joy and thrill that comes in knowing, I'm a saved, loved, redeemed, forgiven child of God. Luther rediscovered that truth. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, <clears throat> that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but, to, but that the world through Him might be saved. Can it be any clearer than that? Yet today there are many in churches who believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that God raised Him from the dead, but still continue to doubt, to wonder if they're really saved. Well, I'm asking you today, do you know for sure? Uh, do you know that Christ is your Savior? If you get anything from these podcasts, I hope it's that. It's nice to know some things about Martin Luther the history of the Reformation. Uh, but I would much rather that when you hear this podcast that you leave with a knowledge and assurance and certainty that God loves you and that by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, He proved it by providing forgiveness. As children of the Reformation, may we know the same assurance of God's love and grace. If you know that today or if you've discovered it through this podcast, drop me a line, pastornason at gmail.com. And I'd love to rejoice with you in what God has done in your life.